2: Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good night, good evening, good afternoon. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good good night is because we are lucky enough to have people all over the world listening to this program, and I thank every one of you. Last week, we have had just some fantastic emails um, relating the beginning of the year regarding setting their targets and and setting their budgets. Uh, I was surprised, actually, how many people um, sent me emails confessing that they have never, ever set a budget. When I talked about, do you know what is your um, personal expenses or your household expenses or your company expenses, I was surprised how many people who are managing directors of their companies or business directors um, and have no idea how much they actually spend uh, a year. And I had quite a few women send me emails saying, can I help them with their budgeting? Um, and it's quite interesting. So this year, um, like I've said uh, on previous podcasts and on previous shows, I am happy to help whoever needs help. And if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. And I'm what I'm doing this year, I'm volunteering my time. I really, really, really want to help you. So if you need help with budgeting, please get in touch with me. And I'll help you if you need help with setting your goals or working on your goals. Get in touch with me, and we'll help you with that as well. Now, um, J- good morning, Matt. That, hi. <laughs> just to just to that point, I, yeah. I
3: read years and years and years ago, yes. back in the days of wooden ships and iron men, yes, <laughs> that uh, most people—I uh, I can't remember the exact percentage—but most people spend infinitely more time planning their vacations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Do> then <laughs> they budget. do their life, their life goals and their yeah. budget, which, yes. you know.
2: Yes, and the, and the thing is they, yeah. they work out how much they're going to spend on their budget mm. and they take their money and they know exactly how much they're going to spend on their budget uh, for their holidays, sorry, mm. but uh, on their work budget or their life budget or their household budget, mm. they have no idea. Mm. Now, there, there's one... By the
3: way, when does your new dating app start?
2: Oh, that's because, yours. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> since all these
3: ladies are contacting you to uh, help them with their budget, so yeah, yeah. No, don't don't let, worry about yeah that. I'm surprised your wife has, yeah. is, is happy with that. But
2: oh well, she'll set that up when it's time. Ah, okay. <laughs> Look, <laughs> um, at the moment, what is really, really important is um, we've got a couple of special guests today, and we'll introduce those in just a minute. But what is really important is the number of people that have told me that they um, their home budget, right business owners who run their own businesses have told me um, that at work they've got it under control Mm. or they've got a a financial planner (coughs) or a financial controller or their work accountant or somebody who does all their bookkeeping Mm -hmm. and they keep them on track with what's happening. But when it comes to home, they have no idea. And the wife never has set a budget and they have never looked at their home budget. And what was really, really interesting, over the Christmas period I was having – drinks and barbecue with some friends. And this guy who is a very, very big businessman here in Adelaide and international business, he imports and exports and also has locations in other states, he was saying that he has never, ever set a budget for home. Mm. But he was – yeah, this really surprised me. But when I asked him, he said, like, there was a figure mentioned of how much he earned, right, and then it worked out when they did their tax – In September last year, he was he was shocked to find out that he had actually spent in his home budget more than his business had earned. And it wasn't the business that spent it, like his home take home pay was so much more than what he had earned. And he said that you know, like he'd lost more than half more than his actual take-home pay was they had actually spent. Because he'd never ever said to his wife, hang on, let's keep a check on this or let's have a look on this. Mm. You want something? Go out and buy it. You want something? Go out and buy it. Mm. You know, so he just bought it. And his wife would just go out and buy it. And they never, ever had a budget. Mm. And he was shocked. And when I started talking to him, like, you know, he said to me, wow, we need to get together, you know? Now I'm not saying it because I want a job. I'm just saying, have a look at your own personal budget. You know, the business budget is working because of the fact of the COVID, because of the fact of all these other things have happened, they've had to tighten up their um, business budget, which they did and they've survived, you know, but home, they just kept spending at the same rate, mm. you know, they kept going on holidays, they kept going weekends, they they didn't realise that every time they have a party, they, they thought, oh yeah, you know, 50, 60 bucks here and 50, 60 bucks here, but by the time you buy five or six bottles of wine and another five or six bottles of Bread and a couple of champagnes and chops and sausages and all the rest of it, you know, you got a thousand bucks and you think, wow, it would have been cheaper to take them all out to a restaurant.
3: Well, you see that all the time. If you look at all these celebrities like Nicolas Cage, you know, he, oh. I, I I can't even remember. I was reading something about he was spending $40 million a year on, mm. on just, I don't know, it just, you. Yeah. Crazy
2: stuff. A lot of the celebrities, you know, cra- a lot I mean, of the film most stars of, go bankrupt. You know, Mike Tyson
3: went broke, you know, lots and lots of these guys. Yeah, they have, know, have no Wesley idea Snipes. their personal budget. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have no, no fiscal restraint, yeah. no,
2: yeah. no well, plan. Look, let's talk about our special guest that's in the studio today because here in Adelaide we are about to go into February already and February is the beginning of the fringe in Adelaide. For those that don't know, it's a festival time. We have all of February um, f- festivals and March is our um, festival time. So from about the 19th of February right through to about the 19th of March is a huge, huge festival here in Adelaide. It's one of the biggest festivals in the whole Southern Hemisphere. So um, it's fantastic. The Edinburgh Fringe in Scotland is one of the biggest in the world and Adelaide is the second biggest in the world and definitely the biggest in the whole Southern Hemisphere. So uh, performers by the are, way, come my, from everywhere.
1: By the
3: way, you know, my grandfather was uh, half Scottish and half Irish.
2: Oh, well, we won't hold that against you. You know, he, he used to say he'd <laughs> like
3: to get drunk, but he was too cheap. Since <laughs> we're talking about stats.
2: Okay, now listen, what we'll do, we'll let, I'd love to introduce our um, special guest here at the moment, which is um, affectionately known as the Banana Man. Hello,
0: it's a pleasure to be on here, Peter.
2: Thanks, and your, your name happens to be Matt. Yes. And we've got a Matt here in the studio, so mm. we'll definitely call you Mr. Banana Man. <laughs> so, the Banana Man has been... Um, in Australia, several years in a row for the Fringe. Is that yes, correct?
0: Yes, uh, this was past year was my third year. This coming year will be my fourth year at the Fringe.
2: Excellent, and and of course you've got a very strong American accent, and you're from LA. Is that correct? Oh, uh,
0: Sacramento, Sacramento. My father's from Sacramento.
2: Yep. Okay. Sacramento is the capital of. Uh, Los that is Man. correct. Of uh, of California. California. It's okay. like
0: uh, Canberra is the capital yeah. of this country. Yeah, everybody yeah. thinks it's Sydney. And, it's and, same and
2: everybody uh, everybody thinks that uh, LA is the capital, and and it's funny that because. Um, Uh, There's just a bit of history for you, or geography for you. (laughs) But uh, look, welcome to Adelaide. I mean, I know that you've been on adelaide for a long time for the fringe now last year i believe you got stuck here because of the COVID, or you chose to remain here well i
0: don't people always ask me if i get stuck i don't like to say stuck because it means i don't really have a choice but i do have a choice to return to the united states but why would i yes after (laughs) after the fringe i came out here for the fringe and i was going to go to germany i was going to berlin i was going to go to edinburgh scotland fringe but then the whole world went bananas. (laughs) And so I decided to stick around here and uh, I've been fortunate to be able to stay.
2: Look, we we have been fortunate, I believe, to to have you here because I've seen you perform quite a few times and you're a very, very talented young man. Thank you very much. You know, you really are because not only do you perform in the streets where you're busking, right, which is really hard in itself just to attract the crowd, you make a living from it. So there's something special about that, you know, your ability to do that is really good. But what is really interesting, you play a whole variety of instruments and you, you make up songs on the spot or jingles or whatever. So, uh, for everybody that's listening, if you need a jingle, this would be a good place to come. Let us know, and we'll get put you in touch with uh, Banana Man. They look me
0: up, Mozart the Banana Man. I'll yep. make a jingle for you very quickly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So and you're
3: uh, like a madman, except without all the sexual harassment and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> <everything> talking, <else. laughs>
2: talking about the fringe. This is very important because. Um, Myself included, I have a show in the Fringe and there's a lot of other people have shows in the Fringe and obviously the hardest thing of anything is to get bums on seats, <laughs> get people to come. But what is really interesting, this is a business. This yes. is not just talking about art and craft or whatever. This is actually a business. So what what we're talking about is the business side of performing. You know, like people say it's show business, show business, but 20% of it is show Eighty percent of it is business, for sure, and that's why I was saying at previous times. Ninety nine percent of the performers, um, you know, presenters, whatever, have a manager, have an agent, and they run the business side of things. You know, mm. the performer may do the hundred percent of the performing and the presentation, which is you know a hundred percent of that. But the other percentage, which is the business side, is what has to be taken care of by somebody else. Or you've got to wear two hats. <laughs> right. And that's where um, I admire the fact that you've been able to wear both hats.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, th- I've been doing busking about three years, and that that gets me by. And mm-hmm. along along with uh, doing the show here, I do both. But also I have another partner, Rich, yep. who will be on the show later. He uh, helps a lot in the administration.
2: Yeah, great. Well, that's what we're going to talk about now, because the name of the, your show is Around the World with Mozart and Banana Man. So... Um, Mozart is rich. It's Mozart the Banana Man. Mo- Sorry? Mozart the Banana Man. Mozart the Banana Man. That's right. So um, now these are children's shows that you're doing, right? Or yes. what we call f- family-friendly shows, right?
0: Yes, we're doing a kid's show. Uh, we believe that the next generation needs to be entertained as much as adults. And oh, uh, definitely. we Banana Man is a good way to do that.
2: Yeah, okay, so what we've got, we've got a a family-friendly show, which is really important for the fringe because a lot of the shows are adult-only shows and there's a whole lot of adult content there, very, very over-the-top adult content, and uh, most people are shocked to see it. Where this is fantastic to hear that you're doing a a family-friendly show, um, like a children's show, and uh, it's called Around the World with Mozart – the banana man. So tell us a little bit about it. You've got shows at Largs Bay, you've got shows at the Mercury Hotel and you've got shows in Prospect Community Centre. So that's like three or four different locations that people can come to on different dates. Like in February the 20th, which is the day after the show, the Fringe actually opens on the 19th. So that very weekend on the 20th, 20th and 21st, the following weekend, the 20th, 27th and then the 8th of March, it's 6th and 7th of March. 13th, 14th, and the 20th and 21st. So you've got quite a few shows. Yeah, basically
0: every weekend of the Fringe. There's five weekends running of the Fringe. We have shows every weekend, Saturday, Sunday, in the afternoon.
2: So there's no reason for missing it. There's (laughs) no reason. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So tell us a little bit about What would they expect at the show?
0: Sure. Well, like you said before, our show is a kid's show called Around the World with Mozart the Banana Man. It is our vision to teach the next generation about multiculturalism in Australia and so we're going to take a journey to four different countries. We're going to go to India, China, Ethiopia, and Indonesia.
2: Okay, so you're talking about those countries. Talking
0: about through singing and dancing
2: during the and the dancing. Yes. Now let me ask: Is that audience participation as well? Absolutely, yes. So you get the kids up,
0: get the kids up, yep. and singing, dancing, and participating.
2: Excellent. So it's a bit like a you know a wiggle show.
3: <laughs> sure, it's a similar concept.
2: What do you think, Matt?
3: I think it sounds awesome as is it, is it a father with a three-year-old. I'm looking forward to going.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, our age groups, our target age groups are four to ten. Mm. Three is perfectly all right. Well, my son is very advanced. Uh, I that he is if he's anything <laughs> I'll tell like you what, him. he's very
2: active. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be up there taking over the microphones. <laughs>
0: yeah, we want, um, you know, sometimes parents are really stressed out. We want to have a time for the parents to just relax for a second and watch them have fun. And we hope we can do that for for you guys.
2: Excellent, excellent. So um, tell me about the, your uh, partner, Rich, uh, will, will be here soon. So we'll, we'll be talking to him as well. Now, the fact is that you've got, like you said, he does the business side of things. Yes,
0: he's also involved in a show. So it's a duo show. It's Mozart the Banana Man and also um, Professor Atlas. Yeah. And uh, the concept is, is that Professor Atlas has a stuffed Banana Man doll that only mm-hmm. him and kids can see. Mm-hmm. And then Banana Man comes to life, yep. and then he takes kids around the world on oh, a journey. Okay. Excellent! Oh, neat.
2: What a great idea! So we've we've got to stop very shortly to take a commercial break because we're up to the first fifteen minutes of the show is already gone so fast. So thank you very much for everybody for listening. But of course, if you want to know more information about the fringe or whatever, um, give me give me a call um, here at the radio station on Radio Italia Uno. And just ask for happy business, Peter Salerno, leave me a message or I'll give you up my mobile and my mobile is 40 Now, um, like I said, at any time, ring up Radio Italia Uno and uh, leave me a message and I'll get the message and get back in touch with you. Of course, if you're listening to this on, on podcast, you can just replay it anytime you like. And uh, thank you to all our sponsors. <music>
5: Thank you. Hi, I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, a family-owned and operated business for 19 years and counting. Our showroom and coffee machine workshop is based in Adelaide City Centre, where we showcase coffee machines, all types of coffee accessories and complementary products, as well as five of our very own coffee blends, including our most popular Dolce Vita blend. Fine Choice Coffee Solutions is SA's home and authorised service centre for the fully automatic Euro Coffee Machines. Our staff are friendly and welcoming, and always looking forward to meeting new customers. So come and say hi at 264 Gilbert Street in the city, or you can shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au. Galipo Foods, dal
3: 1983, leader australiano nella vendita di distribuzione di una vasta gamma di generi alimentari, tra i quali il prosciutto Spears, dal gusto unico e delicato al palato, Innovazione, professionalità e forte rapporto con dipendenti, clienti e fornitori fanno di Galipo Foods uno dei distributori più grandi, rispettati e premiati in tutta Australia Galipo Foods, stima, fiducia e qualità
1: Radio Italia Uno and Unique Stone present A Night with Amore and Avati. A Night with Amore and Avati. Celebrate Amore with the charming and brilliant comedy of the great Joe Avati for a Valentine's Day of romance and captivating fun. An unmissable show enriched by the music of Daniela Fontanarosa and Sonic Circle. Saturday, the 13th of February, in the spectacular Woodville Town Hall. Doors open at 6 30 pm. Don't wait. Book your tickets by calling Radio Italia Uno on 8212 3177. Radio Italia Uno, the surprises never end. Radio Italia Uno.
2: Business with Peter Solero. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening so far. And of course, um, the other thing, like I mentioned before, you're listening to it on the radio or your uh, apps that you're listening on, you can also go on to podcast, uh, Radio um, Italia Uno, and find a, a Happy Business Radio or go on to the Happy Business Facebook page and uh, Ron Fiedler here has been helping us to put uh, from Podcast City of course and if you want to do a podcast and you're in Adelaide um, get in touch with Ron through Podcast City and uh, more than happy to help you to do your um, podcasting. And of course, I just want to say thank you to all the sponsors that we have. Uh, The sponsors are great because obviously without the sponsors, we couldn't do a show. And without the station sponsors, we couldn't have a station because it costs a lot of money to run. But thank you very much. Please support the people that support us. Now, of course, we're talking to Banana Man and uh, Banana Man has a show at the Fringe, which is around the world with Mozart, the Banana Man and... uh, Um, I also have a show in the Fringe and it's called A Comedian, A Magician, Are They the Dad Joke? So have a look, (laughs) look it up. You know, it's uh, Peter Salerno um, and Adrian uh, Nipris. Uh, Adrian Nipris has uh, been doing the show for a couple of years, changed the name slightly. And this year we're doing it together. It's called A Comedian and A Magician, Are They the Dad Joke? So have a look at it and uh, book in. Um, we also have a children's show on the first day, which is the uh, 21st, and uh, adult themes for the other show. Now, the um, good thing about it, a lot of people have a lot of shows to go to for adults, which are Shock Factor and uh, uh, X X Factors and all the rest of it, and it's really great to have somebody who's an international presenter living here in Adelaide now or staying here in Adelaide at the moment and... Um, has a show around the world with Mozart, the Banana Man. And thank you for being with us, Mr. Banana Man. Yes, thank you
0: for having me, Peter.
2: (laughs) No, it's great. Look, um, you know, I, for years, have been performing uh, as a clown and as a professional speaker and also as a magician. And I know how important it is to be a clown... Um, you know, it's just like years and years ago, there wasn't a court in the, in the world that didn't have a court jester or mm. something like that, you know. Nowadays, there have lots of court jesters. They don't call them jesters. They're bloody idiots. But <laughs> I, I thought those were politicians. Well, that's right. That they've they changed from well, jesters to politicians. Okay. But it's so good to have a show in Adelaide for the children or for a family show because also on weekends especially, there are a lot of single parents that looking places to go with their with their kids, and there's a lot of mums and dads that want to spend some family time and don't know where to take the kids, and they want to go to the friends, they want to get that barza energy that people have when you've got a group of people together. Of course, with the COVID, they've got to still separate and all the rest of it. But you know, to to have a show which is specifically geared at entertaining as well as educating. I think that's fantastic. So, yeah, it's our about, vision. Tell for, us more about your show.
0: Yes, it's our vision for a Banana Man that we want to sh- celebrate cultural diversity and multiculturalism in Australia. Um, we believe Banana Man's a universal, fun figure for everyone that doesn't have any, you know, race, creed, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope that through singing and dancing, we can both educate and inform mm-hmm. about um, that the country's. The people in this country come from all different types of places.
2: Yeah. I call it enter training, enter training. <laughs> You're entertaining them and training at the same time. So that's really fantastic. I mean, you know, to have a, a show which is, um, like you say, culturally aware and uh, have somebody who can present it with the, with that awareness because a lot of times when people do that, they miss a fair bit of it, you know. For sure. Or they only do part of it. They more upset people than Right. Include them, you know. Well, it was our
0: dream. You know, I've traveled to 25 countries total. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of different places. Um, my father was in the military, so we lived in four countries before the age of 14. So I I saw a lot of different places, and I, I wanted to make a show to teach mm-hmm. the kids that there's more out there in mm-hmm. the world than just this country. Yes. And uh, we hope to be able to do that with the Banana Man show.
2: Excellent, excellent. Now, R- Rich will be here uh, soon, and we'll we'll bring him on. Um, but he's also travelled around a fair bit, yes. extensively through different countries and lived in other countries. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. Now, Matt, you were saying Matt, you were saying before that you've got a, a, a young child that you want to take out. It, you know, how hard is it to look after children or find a venue for them?
3: Relatively yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was curious why. Um, you know what what inside you ignited the passion to focus on multicultural issues sure
0: well um you before you were talking a little bit about you know um financial and everything and uh, three years ago i i quit my job to start traveling so i i was working a crappy job at a burger king and I, I saved enough money to travel and as i traveled i met all these different people with all these different experiences and then and then when i came to australia i saw you know all of these different types of people living here. Yeah. And, you know, there, there, I've heard some negative comments about some, and we wanted to make a show to celebrate that people can be different. There's mm. nothing wrong with that.
3: Mm. Well, that used to be a very, very important part of a young man's education after university. You always traveled because you needed to learn that, uh, yeah, um, there's other ideas and other ways of doing right. things and out Right, and normal's there. all relative, you know, mm. depending yeah. on culture. Yeah, that's what I say to people when they meet me, normal's <laughs> relative.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the point is that I think that people learn more by going on holidays, whether it's in, uh, within your own country, within your own state, or especially overseas. And, you know, uh, I've been working a lot in Asia and through Southeast Asia and other places as, as a presenter, and I've got a lot of friends in Malaysia and Southeast Asia all over. And they say, oh, wow, look, come here. We've got this multicultural. We've got this multicultural. And I said, no, you haven't. I said, yeah, yeah, look, we've got multicultural. We've got Chinese. We've got Hokkien. We've got this and that. There's about five different Chinese languages and five different areas. And they've got all the Indians from, you know, different parts of India and all this. I said, yeah, okay, where's your Italian restaurant? Where's your Mexican restaurant? Where's your Spanish restaurant? Where's your Russian restaurant? Where's your, you know, Mm -hmm. Argentinian restaurant? They go, huh? You know, like they thought that they were really multicultural. When they came here to Adelaide, we just walked around Central Market in Adelaide and there's like 20 different stores, each of them from different country. And they go, oh my God. That's what
3: I like about our churches. It's very, very multicultural.
2: Well, the thing is here in Adelaide, um, and like you said, uh, Banana Man, you said that when you came here, you saw all these different cultures. And, And Australia is a country made up of all every other country. You know, at, around the corner from where I live, there's a school there. They have 46 different nationalities at that one school. Wow. And I was, like, blown away, you know, when I, I thought, I went to one and they said, oh, we got 25 different uh, nationalities here. And I thought, wow, that's a lot. Because, you know, when I was at school, there was Greek, Italian and a couple of other nationalities and, and Australian and English. That was it, maybe 10, you know, <laughs> different nationalities. Each one of these schools now has 30, 40 or above. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's real multiculture right there in the schoolyard. And I know for a fact that when I came to Australia, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak English, you know, and I only spoke Italian and, and that's all I spoke. And uh, the. the, the The nuns at the school I went to, they said, oh, you know, uh, little Michael, you look after Tony and uh, Peter, you go with him and, you know, Mary, you go with her and uh, you play in this yard and you show them around the school and you show him around the school and you show him around the school and that's how we made friends. Mm -hmm. But they were talking to me in English. I was talking back to them in Italian. You know, like I did not know what they were saying. So it's
3: like being married. It's like being married. They speak different languages.
2: But what was really interesting, we communicated you know, so what I found by going back to my youth, I've learned how to communicate with people without speaking the language. And I know one thing for sure my dog does not speak English, but he understands me. And w- what is really strange, my dog actually speaks Polish very, very well because my father in law, unfortunately, he's passed away now, but he was Polish and that dog belonged to him. So he only spoke to him in Polish. So that dog understands Polish, but when I talk to the dog and you know call him or send him off to chase the ball or whatever, he does it. Therefore, the dog is smarter than most people, speaks three or four <laughs> different languages.
3: I, I would just like to know like what happens when the Polish dog walks into a bar.
2: Well, it goes, ouch. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not bad. <laughs> you
0: know, Peter, it's it's funny that you said that when you came here, you could only speak Italian. Yes. Um, because my father was in the military, yeah. I actually lived in Italy, and we played an Italian soccer team. So it was me and four other people from the United States. And I definitely, yeah. that was one of my first experiences mm. of, yeah, we couldn't speak. Mm. I, I couldn't speak Italian. Yeah. But there's still, you know, you're playing on you a team. Exactly. You can still communicate yeah. without speaking. I think that's powerful.
2: Yeah, that's this is a this is a really strong lesson that I learnt um, teaching salespeople, you know, and teaching people from a different culture and and different nationalities, and and uh, especially when I was working in Asia, there was people there from different parts of Asia that the Indians didn't speak Chinese, and the Chinese didn't speak Indian, or the Malay didn't understand them either. So they were uh, all put in the one room, and the only language they spoke amongst themselves. Uh, Or they had to speak English so that everybody could understand everybody. So that's what's happened over there. And and me being English, they would say to me, oh, we understand your English. We didn't understand the American we had here last week. Seriously, or we didn't understand the guy from England that we had here, you know, two months ago. So I was lucky enough to be invited back year after year after year to do the presentations for this particular company because they understood my English. But more importantly, I think the fact is that I understood that they did not understand, therefore yeah. I would, went right. down to talk to them. And yeah. I was saying to Matt...
3: That's key.
2: I was saying to Matt here a couple of weeks ago and, and last week as well, a lot of these, say, international speakers have a thing there, they've got a little dot on their notes, you know, red dot, blue dot, yellow dot, green dot, and the red dot means you've got to stop and show a slide, the blue st- slot, you, you do an action, the green dot, you tell a joke or whatever it is. But all the jokes were related to overseas characters or mm. overseas people and these people when you say oh this guy went to play golf immediately 99 of them have never played golf so they don't understand the rules they don't understand the thing and when they say quarterback i don't even know what a quarterback is <laughs> you know mm. and I, i'm supposed to be an intelligent man but i know it's a, a position on a on a gridiron team or something but i don't know exactly what a gridiron team is. I don't know the rules of the gridiron.
0: That's how I feel about cricket.
2: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> right. I mean, that you know, what's a duck? <laughs> you know, but, you know, what I'm saying is that it doesn't relate to the audience. Therefore, people go whoosh. And when they say they went to golf and they got a holy one, uh, these people are thinking holy one. Oh, gee, he's religious. <laughs> you know, they're thinking about a holy one is a holy one, not mm-hmm. a hole in one. You know, they just don't understand it. They don't understand the concept of the joke. Therefore, they don't laugh. And the guy says, "Oh God, they're a dead audience." No, you're a dead y- yourself because you don't relate to them. You know, so that's why I'm saying uh, this is important. And the well, reason why we, I'm we saying this, sorry, is because you have been here in Adelaide. You've entertained out in the streets to grab an audience in the street when you're busking. That is one of the hardest things to do.
0: Yes, it yeah. is very. It is much more different than um, doing it inside a show. And I'll say, yeah. as a inner, as other entertainers. I heard one woman at the Cranker, she says, oh, I need to play for big crowds so I can get big laughs. Mm. And I told her, if you want big crowds, well, go out and get them. Mm. You know, if you want them, go and get them. Try it. I mean, that's real entertainment, getting people on the street and catching them and entertaining them.
2: You know, the couple of guys out there last week and the week before were out there for the first time ever performing. And there's a couple of guys that do floor shows and do shows all over the place. But they went out in the mall and he came out and said to me, it was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, trying to attract a crowd in Rundle Mall or in any mall or in mm. any shopping center. It's so different. It's
0: different. It's very different. But what it does do, if, if you can get good at that, once you start doing inside shows, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. These it's people easy. actually <laughs> want to hear me. Like yes. I'm not having to convince them.
2: Yeah, When you've got a captive <laughs> audience, it's totally different. But even then, a captive audience, you can lose them as quick. Because the noise at the bar or the noise at the back of the room is always louder than the microphone. Mm. You know, so this is important. Now, the reason why we're talking about this because it all goes to do with business. Right, it's all part of the business of entertaining, the business of collecting people, the business of selling. And and Matt here is a you know one of the greatest salesmen in the business. He's come from America to sell, and he built a business up here, an American company, and built it up really big to millions of dollars a year in turnover and stuff. And then um, he's gone to a different business again, and he's built that up and built it up really well. So you've done very well. So you know what I'm talking about from a business point of view, from a sales point of view. And and that's what entertainers have to do, don't for they? For sure.
0: What I think is um, you know, what busking allows entertainers to do is most people aren't paying for gigs at two o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm. This just doesn't exist. Yep. So if you can busk, you can then make your own business, your own gigs,
2: anytime, anywhere. Yeah. You, just for the benefit of those that don't exactly understand true. the word busk, <laughs> um, what we mean is just going into a mall or a public area, public place, and start performing and start to uh, say something, do something, and attract the crowd, Then then you pre- present your your wares or you present your act or you present your presentation to them in the public place, that is what we call busking. Now, the, you know, in the old days, it used to go to the market square and you go there and you start yelling like the fishmonger's wife and then she sell all the fish or s- <laughs> the flower seller, would, come and smell my flowers and, you know, you'd smell flowers. And in a lot of the European markets, they still do that. You go there, hey, have you tasted my oranges? <laughs> you know, so that's busking in a yeah. sense. It's calling people You know, like the the old shows, the side shows used to come into town and then there'd be a a spruker there, a person saying, hurry, 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 buy your tickets now. Come and see the bearded lady. Come and see the fattest man in the world. Come and see the tallest man in the world. Come and see the smallest man in the world. We've got the, you know, whatever, whatever. And they, uh, you know, spruking, busking, whatever you want to call it, uh, calling people to come to their show. So listen, we've got to stop. We're going to go straight into a commercial break now, so we'll be back in a little while. Thank you for listening. Here we come.
1: Bollasera Restaurant, where you eat Italian style. Come and visit our elegant reception room for weddings, baptisms, family functions and much more with a capability of up to 100 people. Eating at Bonasera Restaurant is like emerging ourselves in the all-Italian dream. On Friday and Saturday, lots of music in our piano bar and you'll taste the fabulous specials of our Maria. At Bonasera Restaurant, fixed price includes three courses, dessert and coffee. Bookings 83795647. Bonasera Restaurant, 295 Glen Osmond Road, Glenunga. Yo. ciao armando paradiso from unique stone delivering quality stone tops to south australia for over 20 years granite marble caesar stone unique stone granito marmo Caesarstone, unique stone Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now 82 66 Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, que esté Yo, chiama adesso. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler, each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my Open Home of the Week On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10 AM. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Radio Italia Uno.
2: You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Okay, thank you very much and thank you to all our sponsors. Of course, Radio Italia Uno is here to help you promote your business and uh, if you'd like to sponsor the program, please get in touch with uh, Radio Italia Uno or get in touch with me on uh, Happy Business Radio and uh, if you'd like to sponsor our show or the radio station, please let us know. And of course, we always ask you, please support the people that support us. Our sponsors are fantastic. They have some wonderful products and fantastic service. If not, we wouldn't b- have them on our show. But today we're talking with uh, Banana Man. We're oh. talking about the, um, the fringe that's coming up in Adelaide, which is one of the biggest festivals in Adelaide and one of the biggest um, outdoor, indoor venues uh, all over Adelaide and all over around the state. And it's the biggest festival outside of Edinburgh, which is the biggest in the world. Adelaide is the second biggest and the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere. So around the world with... Mozart the Banana Man, and we also have Rich here. Rich, um, welcome to our show. We talked about you coming in. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you
5: so much for having me, Peter. It's an honour to be here.
2: No, it's a pleasure to have you. And as a professional entertainer and and everything else that you've done in the past, tell us a little bit more about it.
5: Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I was uh, I was that precocious little uh, performer at school, you know. I did all the <laughs> all the plays and uh, all the all the. Uh, I was the MC of graduation. So that's yeah. where it began. But yeah. then I, I went to university and started doing some real stuff, and um, and stepped away from entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until I was uh, in London, and one mm-hmm. of my clients said, "Hey, she was a, a casting agent. She right. said, hey, can you, you I reckon you could perform. Can you do something for us?'" And that was a, an advertisement for Volkswagen. Oh wow! And um, and off the back of that, I got another agent, and I was doing gigs all around England. Mm-hmm. I did some fun things. I was, a, I was a Guinness World Records adjudicator for a while.
4: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> I wore the blue suit and the gold tie, had a stopwatch and, and, and a tape measure. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, And I made sure everyone was doing the, the, the record legitimately, yeah. and, and I announced it on the stage. They've broken the record! And yeah, <laughs> That was a really fun campaign. And, and um, then I, I got this uh, regular work with a travelling pop-up restaurant, mm-hmm. which was like uber stylish, five-star all the way. They Mm -hmm. threw so much money at this thing, honestly. Really? Yeah, and um, what they'd do is they'd get Michelin star chefs to come Mm -hmm. and design the menu. So these chefs are celebrities in themselves. Mm -hmm. And the menu's only available whilst this pop-up is happening. And the longest one was two months. Oh, wow. And we would have live music. There'd be a bar, a nightclub. There'd be an art gallery as well Mm -hmm. with some of the best artists in the world. Wow. And we'd attract celebs. Like, I met so many celebrities. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to name drop, but like, Crazy level celebrity. Can we do that here? <laughs> yeah, I got them on speed dial. Okay, we'll talk about that then. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I hosted that for um, like, you know, it was on and off nine years. And wow. it took me to Moscow and Munich and, and Basel mm-hmm. and Zurich and, and Berlin. I ended up moving to Berlin. Yeah. Had my own radio show.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I knew that.
5: Yeah.
2: It was
3: the Rich Jay Show.
2: Rich Jay Show. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Look, it's interesting that the reason why I asked you to talk about that is because. People are limited only by their own imagination. Mm. And when you think that this little old boy here from Adelaide has gone, worked in England, all of a sudden... Got picked up, or you know, be in the right place at the right time, mm. and you happen to get one job, which led to more and more and more, and all of a sudden you you got to be like you know the Guinness Book of Records judge, <laughs> you know, and and people say what little boy from Adelaide, but then of course you've gone off and you've been to this other thing, which is a pop up, uh, you know, Michelin restaurants. Yeah, that was and, fun, and that, I mean, that's like unheard of, and un, you know, people can't even imagine doing something like that. But what I'm yeah. trying to say is this is all about business. This show mm. is about business. This show's about how to be happy in business and how quickly you can expand a business, an idea which seems like nothing can grow into huge advantages. And you've been working and the fact is you went to the, you know, all over the world or all over Europe doing this for a, a nine-year period. It's a pretty long period to be in yeah, any 11 business. Even 11 even. 11, yeah. yeah. And then you were uh, a few years, you were on radio in Germany, yeah. in Berlin. Yeah. All places, yeah. You know, you make a really good
5: point there, Peter, because at university I studied international business. Right. And so when I did step back into entertainment, yeah. I treated my entertainment as a business. Yes.
2: And it that's what we were talking about before with, with Banana Man and with Matt earlier on, wh- how um, business, you know, the entertainment business they call it, mm. but it's only 20%. Ain't no business like showbiz. Yeah, but there's only 20% which is actual show. 80% is business. And yeah. we, we already mentioned that most acts who are any good have got a manager or an, an agent, mm. right? And why do you, would you have a manager and an agent? Is because the manager manages your business side of things. Mm. The agent uh, manages your business side of things. So there's different parts mm. to the business, you know, which takes up 100% in itself. And then the performer, well, he has to perform, or she has to perform, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. where a lot of performers, you know, like uh, you, you mentioned, the Guinness Book of Records. I'm sure one of the questions I have for you: How many? Failed. How many people didn't even make the grade?
5: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do you know? Right, can, do yeah. you, do you know can you
2: tell me how many people uh, put their hand up to attempt a world record and didn't achieve it?
5: Oh, in that in that level, um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, everyone, everyone, came, thousands came and gave it a go, yeah. and, and there could only be one person who yeah. finally takes it. It was also there was an element of it that was available online, so there yeah. were even thousands of submissions yes. of people trying it out and, and well, sending their videos. And of the of
2: same it. thing happens with the entertainment business. Uh, you see these uh, shows, you know, like Australia's Got talent mm. which are variety shows you've got singing shows the voice which is only mostly singing and, and instrumentals and, and that sort of stuff thousands of people go And then they come out and they interview them. Nowadays they don't even show the bloopers anymore or Hmm. the things. But you see these people what would they know? You know, he was you know, he's only ever had one record. I'm a star. My mum knows it. Yeah, you know. My girlfriend told me I was good, or my boyfriend said I was fantastic. (laughs) Yes, darling. (laughs) You know, this is the point about business that I'm trying to raise. And that's why it's important that you come from a business background or, you know, looking at what you were doing. Mm. And then you just took advantage of what was happening.
5: Yeah. Well, that, that's what I actually thought you meant when you first asked. How many people even auditioned to be the Guinness World Records mm. adjudicator? They traveled around the country looking for for people to do that. So I didn't yeah. say hundreds, if not a thousand people auditioned to get my job. Yeah. Um, and and that's, a, that's a big part. You know, I've just come from an audition yeah. this morning. And um, and it's a big deal if I get it, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope I do. I, 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 I I'm I'm not feeling too positive about it, but also same. I, I, I was I, too old for that audition. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did have an age age range. They
2: had a age range, yeah. twenty to forty. I put seventy. I looked at that. And went what?
5: You're not seventy. <laughs>
2: I'm seventy. No way. I was, I was telling my Are girlfriend this morning.
5: I'm like, I'm sure he's late fifties, early sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's what my wife says.
5: Wow, good for you. But also, I'm um, Survivor. I I auditioned to be on Survivor, and yeah. I, I got pretty far, uh, mm-hmm. but then. Finally, I got that bloody call yeah. where they said, Yeah, sorry, we're not going no. with you. Yeah, thank
2: you, but no, thank you. Yeah,
5: but this is the biz, you know, you've got to put yourself out there. And what is it? Um, a person isn't judged by their successes, they're judged by how they recover from their failures. Yeah,
2: yeah, of course. I mean, you're only as good as your last job, yeah, you know, or you're only as good as your next one, you know, you've got to get the next one to be that good.
5: Yeah, that's why yeah. really you're not as good as your last yeah. job, that's yeah. right, but yeah. you are,
2: you're really only as, good, only as, as, as good as your last job well, because yeah, what you you've done, be. you know, look, look, I can put up a, a list of you know what I've done in the past. And the fact is I always say it's not bragging when we're talking about you and what you've achieved because it's up there. You've already achieved it. Yeah. You know, these people have never achieved anything. They're the ones that are bragging. Oh, yeah, I'm so good. I'm uh, so good. Get out of here. Show me your runs on the board. That's what counts, you know. And if you've got runs on the board, that's what this is about. Now, tell us about yep. the show that you're doing, mm. what your part in around the world with Mozart, the Banana Man. Yes.
5: Now, well, which show do you want to talk about? I'm, I'm a part of four fringe shows. This okay. Season. Well, <laughs> what,
2: what we want to do we'll start with this one, and Wonderful. we'll talk about the others as well. Because the the thing is, like, I'm in the show as well. I'm in a couple of different shows, but one of them that I'm in, mean, the uh, comedian, the magician, and and are they the the dad joke? That's huh. the one I'm in. Great. So, um, you know. All I'm encouraging people to do is that are listening here, that are coming to Adelaide or are in Adelaide, please book in. You support know? the fringe, yeah. Yeah, support the fringe. Support local artists. Well, you know? it looks like it's only
5: going to be a local fringe, <laughs> but no, no, the no, borders no. remain a, close. There's,
2: well, there's quite a few people that have booked in to come put it that way yeah um yeah. there's a lot of interstate acts yeah there are a lot of interstate acts that are booked in to come and quite a few international acts I, I heard the other day um that are still likely to come and get permission to come in awesome so you know we're not sure exactly what's going to happen in the next couple of months or the next month because it's got to be all done by the end of january february, beginning of february but there is in the paper the other day i saw six thousand performers yeah, wow. You know, and I thought, gee, that's a lot. Couldn't be that many. But then some of these groups, like their choirs of 25, uh-huh. yeah. 25 50 people, the dance uh, troops, yeah, the dance troops. Yep. You know, got 20, 30 people. There's a we've got six in our improv show. Yeah, yeah well, six of us total. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. I mean, the, the, the shows keep growing. You know, mm-hmm. um, in our show, we have we're supposed to be two people already. There's four. You know, and then there's mm-hmm. more more wanting to come in. You know, so we'll see what happens. And I've got a couple of other shows that I've been asked to. Um, go into or look into Performing as well Wonderful Yeah So tell us some of the names Of some of the shows That you're in Rich Well uh, we've got Matt here Yeah of course S- Matt. Say hi Matt
5: Yes I am here Man. with Rich <laughs> Matt is Banana Man AKA Yeah, um, yeah so uh, Matt has been uh, Banana Man's been performing Around Adelaide yes. uh, On the streets um,
0: For Talk a couple of that. years now yeah, yeah right Yeah three years
5: and so now it's time to legitimize this Banana Man Act and we're bringing it to the fringe to the stage for the first time mm-hmm. and we've written a children's show that we're really proud of.
2: Yeah, that's what we talked about that awesome. already that awesome. the fact is a lot of shows are adult contents mm. or um, you know mature audience or xx factor and sure. the shock factor and I think some of the fringe things are always a lot of shock factor. Yeah. It's great to have a children's show with performers who understand Performing for children. Mm. That's a big difference. Because I I said to Matt earlier, um, and the banana man were talking how um, I've been a clown for a long time, yeah. a professional clown, you know. And it's the difference. <laughs> I knew know. it. I knew it, Peter. Yeah. As soon as I met <laughs> you, I thought this guy's a clown. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but like, there's a clown which can perform for children and are really good with you know, children, and some clowns can't. Mm. You know, some people can perform with children, some people honestly cannot perform with children. Mm. But then there are some clowns who cannot perform for adults. You see, and I <laughs> sold myself. I sold myself as a corporate clown. Right. I went into boardrooms. I've met a few. Dressed of as a clown, yeah, but dressed as a clown. I actually one of the biggest things that I did that I'm most proud of was um, years ago when all the councils and the, all the mayors of, uh, of Adelaide were fighting about which who wanted to be mayor of the the biggest groups that were amalgamating all the different districts, they had this huge, huge fight. Everybody thought they were more important than the other mayor. Yeah. Right. And it was there and then they all got together and said, right, local government, let's have this local government conference. So had the local government conference up in the Adelaide Hills and they had conferences all over the place, you know, and in fighting amongst themselves and everything else in every quarter. So they said, no, nah, we're going to have a out of everybody's area. Gotta find a total Neutral place. Let's all go there. So they all went there. Seven o'clock in the morning had to be there, right? And started at seven o'clock in the morning. I was there, dressed as a clown, and I was the MC for the day. Right on. It was like incredible. Honestly, I was the I was the uh, toastmaster, or you know, whatever you like to call yeah. it. You know, the, the the whole thing. And but when they came in and saw me dressed as a clown. And on the tables, I had put all these um, little animals, you know, like the balloon animals and all the rest of it. Yeah. All the women started playing with the balloon animals. All the guys said, oh, you're the duck, you're the goose, you're the this, uh, you're, the, you're the dog, you're the horse, you're the pig. You're the banana. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Breaks down the barriers. Broke down all the barriers. Yeah. But when I called them to order, they thought it was a big joke that I was going to call them to order. So I called the order, you know, please, you know, five minutes was starting in five minutes. Please take your seats now. So everybody sat, took their seats. Then I went up and sat on the rostrum. On the podium, and I was in charge, and I had the gavel and said, Uh You know, I call this meeting to order. My name is so and so, and I'm, I'm, you know, a professional clown, and I'm here to run the meeting. It's an oxymoron, isn't it? I tell you what, (laughs) it blew them away. But what it did do, balanced everybody. All of a sudden, they all realized it was a meeting. They could see that I knew what I was doing about parliamentary procedures. I had the list of all the things I had to do, and I ran that whole meeting right through till lunchtime dressed as a clown at lunchtime I went off and got changed and I came back and they, and they said uh, a couple of people said oh who's uh, this guy yeah who's this guy <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you don't know, like, uh, I, I, I do I know you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your voice is so familiar <laughs> who are you, you know? <laughs> right. and that's the sort of thing you get and then the afternoon yeah. they just sort of accepted and then we we had different people in the afternoon session but I compared the whole It was one of the funniest things I've done, Mm. right? But one of the most serious things I've done. But what was really interesting is that how people perform as an adult to adults or as a child to children. Right on. You know, and I always say, I only ever perform to the children. The big children or the little children? Yes. <laughs> There's
5: a few of those in this room. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people about Fringe coming up, and, and mm-hmm. what I hear from most people is that they're looking for ideas for good children's shows to go to. Yes, yes. So, you know, and we're really proud of what we've got. they singing and dancing. I mean, you guys have talked about it, right? Tell us about a couple of the other shows. My show, uh, my personal show, is, is it's a stand-up show, but you know, in the category of stand-up, uh, there'll be jokes, but there's also stories, and yep. uh, there's some poems and songs to classy up the affair. Okay. Um, it's how long is the
2: show go for? About 50,
5: 50, 55 minutes. Yep. Okay.
2: Yep. And your your joint show, the the, the uh, same around yeah, the world with yeah. the, uh, so the, the Banana Man. Man. Yeah. So it's about fifty minutes, sixty yep. minutes, about an hour. And so, our show? So my Good.
5: show, uh, I, I did a motorbike trip through Africa mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago where I rode from Cape Town to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about 37,000 kilometers, uh, 21 countries. Mm-hmm. And I had some pretty crazy run-ins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got chased imagine. by an elephant, yeah. a gun pulled in my face, got hit yeah. by a truck. Yeah. And so there's some stories about that in my yeah. show as well. And, uh, Excellent. And so even if you're the harshest comic critic... Mm-hmm you'll still be entertained because there's these great stories,
2: songs. What I'll do over the next couple of weeks, I'll get the list of all your shows, Mm. right, and Banana Man, and what we'll do, I'll keep announcing them on the radio because I I want to actually encourage as many South Australians as possible to go in and, and, you know, book. The shows. I want to encourage as many businesses out there as possible to book the shows. Yeah, and of course, if any Ooh. business wants a sponsor, please get in touch with us for a fringe show.
5: Speaking of that, yes, this January the thirty-first yes. is the Flash Fringe sale. Yes, that's, that's where the tickets are going on a flash sale. So that is the day yep. to buy your tickets. Get the big business corporate tickets. Buy a whole bunch of them for being rich but dying trying.
2: Is it January the twenty-first or thirty-first? Thirty-first. Thirty-first. Yes, Jan thirty-first flash.
5: Yeah, flash sale. And that's like you get the best discounts, the best deals.
2: Okay. So um, for all the guys out there listening at the moment, um, put this in your diary, January 31st. All your businesses should be uh, celebrating something because last year we didn't get to celebrate very much. This year it would be a great way of getting your business, your social clubs, your social groups, yeah. your uh, football clubs and all the things together. Get them all together and come to the Fringe. If you come to the Fringe as a team, just imagine how powerful that's going to make. Yeah. And, and then you have a lot of fun, you know. So if we can get teams of people, netball teams, female netball teams, juniors, seniors, whatever, to corporate come teams, along. Corporate teams. Laugh about it around
5: it, the water cooler yeah
2: and we've got the fact is we've got a we've got a family show here for children so come straight back after listening to our sponsors
4: at elders insurance adelaide east our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients with over 30 years of experience we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else elders insurance adelaide east is a family owned and run business with italian tradition which is built on honesty integrity and trust make an appointment today and go and see tony and the team at elders insurance adelaide east 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park, or telephone 8364-9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, Underwriting Agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited.
1: Radio Italia Uno.
2: You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, this is Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno. I just, again, i just got to say thank you to all our sponsors, um, sponsors of the radio show, which is Radio Italia Uno, the station, and also of the show, which is Happy Business. Now, um, today we've had the pleasure of having Rich Jay with us and, of course, the Banana Man, and they've got a fantastic show together in the fringe and it's a family show now this is important because not all the shows in the fringe are family most of them are m rated uh r rated x rated triple x rated or just shock factor rated (laughs) so to have a show where you can bring the kids along with the whole family grandma grandpa everybody can come along um it's really good so look it up in the fringe guide it's around the world with mozart the banana man and um um, of course, Matt. You wanted to say something about these guys.
3: I just wanted to say, as an almost old guy, that how <laughs> how impressed I am with with the, with these two fellas, uh, and that they're real entrepreneurs. I was really impressed with Matt when he was talking about uh, the other comedian. That's like, I need to get in front of a big crowd, and his answer is, "Well, make a big crowd. Yeah. That's what business people do. They yeah. make it. They make, make it, it happen. happen. Yeah. They don't go." Oh, I hope my business gets better. They make it better, you <laughs> nice know, point. and and I think that's that's really really awesome. And and they're doing it the hard way, which is which is uh, you know commendable. I mean, I for myself, I I started out. Uh, selling, uh, Peter talked about how I was a salesperson. I started out selling door-to-door knives. Mm. Now, at the time, I was on the boxing team. I had a 48-inch chest and a 28-inch waist, mm. <laughs> and I was knocking on doors during the daytime, saying, "Ma'am, can I come in and show you my knives?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's how you get Nowadays, good. you get arrested. Yeah, that's but, how. Wait, right. well, well I, did, I did have the cops called on me a few yeah. times, but that's wow. that's that's how you get that's how you get good. I mean, that's how what these fellas do. They go out in the middle of the Rundle Mall. And they make something happen, yeah. and you know what? And, 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 you- and you guys are doing something to try to make the world a better place. Mm, you know, yeah. at, at less than the age of thirty, trying to wa- yeah. raise cultural awareness on and multiple cultural issues. Yeah. So, I, I just, I just, it make, gives me, it makes me feel great. Like I said, as an almost old guy, to see two studs <laughs> like this uh, making it happen. You might like this too, Matt. Um, our plan to promote the show
5: is we're going door knocking. Oh, awesome. The <laughs> areas around out awesome. where our show is going to be, we are knocking on them well, I doors. Think I I've
3: got some knives I could give you too. <laughs> you know, maybe you can get somebody out there to juggle them for you.
2: Uh, I've yeah, I brought mm. some circus circus mm. people down. There sure. You go. Well, look, the, the point is that um, we talk about business on this show. We talk about a happy business. We talk about how to make a business happy and how to be happy in business. We've got um, you know two guys here who are performing a show which is all about being happy. Mm. It's also cultural awareness about how making people grow up uh, more aware of what's happening around them and around the world. Mm. And, you know, you can't get a better show than that. Except, of course, if you come to my show, which is a a, a comedian and magician. That's that's what some people say. Some people say Look, the fact is, Rich um, has four or five other shows that you're doing, and we will be announcing those shows, the names of those shows, and where they're on as well. But, I think I'm bitten know, off
5: more than I can chew,
2: Peter. No. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm busier right now, I'll tell you the, what. The point is this, that like Matt just said, you know, you've got to admire the fact that your your ingenuity, the fact that you're out there, your entrepreneurship, you know, and, and that's what we talked about a little while ago, about how you went and went to England and you got a job, and from that job you created other jobs and you you stayed and you worked and then then all of a sudden all these other opportunities came up. You know, th- somebody didn't just ring you up one day and say, Hey Rich, do you mm. want to do a radio show? Mm. You know, they don't do that. You've got yeah. to go out and get it. Well, thanks, so guys. But <coughs> it
5: must be said, I mean, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And without people like yourselves leading the yep. way, then we wouldn't know what we're doing. So, you know, thank well, you for the great examples.
2: Look, well, the fact is that we're, we're the, here The to nearly help. old guys. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost old. Almost old. <laughs> almost old. <laughs> 51 <laughs> is almost yeah. old.
3: Anyway, right. look, Something to look forward to.
2: What um, what I'd like to say is thank you for coming in. Thanks uh, for having me. Thanks to the people listening to the show. Please have a look at the Fringe Guide. Have a look at many shows you've got. In there, they haven't got the actual name of all the performers. I think they've more got the name of just the shows. Yeah. Um, so you can't always look up you know, Rich or you can't look up Peter or you can't look up the people. Um, Mine actually has my name. My show yeah. has my name yep. on it. So Rich J,
5: Being yeah. Rich But Dying Trying. That's the Banana right. Man show, you might even be able to find it through my name yeah, so as well it. because I'm the producer. Oh, so good. Okay, maybe. well,
2: have a look. And if you can't find it, give me a call. Yeah. We'll soon tell you. So my phone number again is zero four zero. Thank you very much. Prank call, everyone. Come (laughs) on, let's prank call Peter. (laughs) Thank you for coming in. He forgot to say for a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, we got to go. Thank you. So listen to us on uh, the podcast. um, And I'm just going to say thank you very much to Ron for helping us. Uh, Podcast City is is helping us to podcast the show. Happy Business Radio. You look up on Facebook, Happy Business Radio, uh, Radio Italia Uno. Uh, Adelaide and you'll be able to find us. So thank you very much for listening to us every Monday um, from two till three. And of course on the podcast, anytime you like and uh, get in touch with me. Let me know any questions you have, any uh, issues you're having, send me an email, send us a a message, whatever. I'm more than happy to answer every one of you and help you out. Thank you guys. Thanks so much. Matt. See you next week. Thanks Ron. Thanks Ron. Bye guys.
0: You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.